Hi, John. John, 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 John. <laughs> yeah, nice. pivoted, I pivoted part way. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you watching? You watching Parliament? No, I don't know what that is. Am uh, I? You mean am I watching the English Parliament? Shit, dog! It is fucking on. It is. Are they old. coming apart again? We, oh, for the it, first time. Oh, it is lit. Yes. Oh, it's lit. Oh, it is. It is so. It is on. It is lit. Uh, you can. <laughs> if you're broken inside, you can stream this on uh, your computer devices at uh, ParliamentLive.tv or through YouTube. Oh, do you like the way they yell over the top of each other and I like then everything th- about throw, it. throw their shoes it. and stuff? <laughs> I don't know if they do that. Did you see the whole business about the about the um, the the whatever the head of the head of the house of commons who was like laying out on the bench oh, oh that guy <laughs> yeah. yeah reese mook yeah yeah that guy's yeah. that guy's a, that guy's a piece of work wow you you got everybody by name now Listen, or this is my new this is my new D D. um <laughs> i've got so many fucking tabs open right now i just for the first time since it was released i just opened tweet deck <laughs> and i am so online right now with the house of uh, parliament is so what do i have i got to learn i'm learning about the queen's speech and the yep. state opening of parliament right. i've learned about the difference between the honorable and the right honorable uh, uh appellation and now I'm, I'm reading about the yellow hammer report which is very important uh are, so are you uh are you uh no deal or are you deal well i'm very concerned about the proroguing let's just leave it at that okay. <laughs> this is this is usually when we're approaching the queen's speech there may be some there may be some proroguing that may occur I now that usually you'll you'll i don't know why they have to see this is this is just gonna be another tab for me yeah. it's another tab to find out why when parliament has to stand down for a period of time before the queen's speech but boris johnson you see you yeah, see he's He's got a little. He's got a little bit of. Uh, he's got a little bit of a plan going where he's, he's going to prorogue for five weeks. Okay, yeah, see, you can't do that. You, you can't, can't do that. Plus, we, just... we want to hear more about what happened in these in these uh, on, on, on people's mobiles about these discussions about this and what his yeah. true intentions are. Well, so, but I guess another question I have yeah. is, how do you feel about the uh, about the uh, the Irish backdoor? Oh. Oh, John, the whole thing comes down to Ireland. It yes, all it that does. there is no, and here I'm cribbing a lot of uh, the work of other people, including uh, CGP Gray. I'm cribbing a lot of work here. Yeah. It yeah, all yeah. comes it's down the to, there's the no solution where Ireland is okay. Oh, yeah. That's the, see, this is the thing. You draw me a, you draw me a fence where that works out. Yeah. No, you, you can't. can't. Do it. But, but hey, 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 don't draw a fence and well, tell me how that works. The people works have out. spoken. That's what they're saying. Now, here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about this because it's so boring. But it's so fun. It's so fun because these, these people, they're just a lot of fun. And, and, uh, but, but here, the cool part is, and the reason I got so many goddamn tabs open, you know, I've, I've never read a Tolkien book, but I kind of feel like I opened the, the middle, maybe the last third of a random Tolkien book and yeah. discovered that a cricket game was happening. Uh, I'm so confused, but fascinated. I'm so, I'm so confused. I'm looking up so many things. It's, it's just, it's so fun to watch. Yeah, it's nice. And you know, the funny thing is that uh, Americans, we often, we often uh, uh, talk about there should be a third party, mm-hmm. you know, We've yeah. got the we got the one party, mm-hmm. and then we have the other party. Yeah, 
Uh, and then it's, and then there's a suggestion that we should have a third party. And there are, you know, there are third parties. They mm-hmm. step up all the time. Hello, right, it's I'm us. Still here. You know, yeah. the third party. Yeah. Uh, but the, but if you actually had a third party, uh, it would require that you have a parliament rather than a congress. Mm. Really, really. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. for all in, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and this is what you get. I, su- get a bunch I suppose of fancy, fancy lads and now here's ladies. The th- oh God, we've got to stop talking about this. But here's my, my understanding of this is the reason the system generally works and please don't email me, yeah, no, but no, the no. reason the system usually works is there's like a one-to-one relationship of you've got control of parliament. You've got the votes. That's when you call a new election. You get the prime minister of that party. It's just that now there's a real, as they say, cock up. It's a cock up. Because a lot of people didn't understand what was going to happen with the Brexit. And they voted for it, you know, because it's a lot like people here. You know, they, they don't yeah, like brown yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. But they're not yeah. going to get their cheese or their uh, colitis like medicine. Pulse. It's going to be pulse. very. Well, I mean. Ukrainians. Yeah. What are you following these days? What's, what's going on in your neck of the woods? What are you excited about? We, we got a lot of follow up um, for you that we could follow up with. But I, how are you doing? It looks like you're mastering a record. You're, so, uh, I, so assume, I assume you got rid of your side messes. Well, what's going on? What, what, what are you excited about right now, John? Uh, what am I excited you about? Excited you know, about, Merlin, John? one of the things about me that you know from all these years is that is that my weeks and days are defined by excitement and what I'm excited about. You know what I mean? Like every hmm. time you get on the phone with me, am I not just talking about what I what is it? What I'm excited about? Well, this week, I, I feel like uh, I don't have this condition as much as some people I know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I go on a tear for a little yeah, while. You do a little bit. Of I a get tear, excited yeah. about something like Parliament. Right. Yes. yes. Right. I I, yes. I I try to learn. You know, I pick up some action figures. I get excited about the hit points. Sure. And, and I get I get real into that. Sometimes I feel like I feel that sometimes you perhaps go on a tear. It's a more personal kind of tear. Yeah. That's right. You're carving. You're carving a path through something. Uh, I feel like I'm, try, I'm trying to. I'm trying to carve a path. That's right. And I guess. I, I guess. I guess. I get hung up on the word excitement because I don't. I wouldn't say. What wouldn't I say? <clears throat> I don't mm. feel like maybe excited mm. is a very good descriptor of of an of my emotions. Right. I don't. But but then again, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe mm. I do feel love. Maybe I feel love. I just don't know how. I just don't understand. It's like you say green, mm. and I see. And I, it's not that I see blue. Right. It's that I don't see no, no. green. No, no. I, I understand. I understand. I you're not a fan. And right. maybe we're living in a giant's fingernail. How even would you know? Right. How would you know? How could but you know? I, it's a giant. Yeah. And you're in the fingernail. And now our fingernails have giants in them too. See, it's, it's, it's giant, giants, giants all, all the way, way down. down. Yeah. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Keeps. You can learn more about Keeps right now by visiting keeps.com slash supertrain. Hey, listen, fellas, uh, losing hair sucks, and two out of three of you guys are going to experience hair loss by the time you're 35. Well, introducing Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to get. For five minutes now, and starting at just $10 per month, you'll never have to worry about hair loss again. Getting started with Keeps is so easy. You sign up, and it takes less than five minutes, and then just answer a few questions, and then snap some photos of your hair. A licensed physician will review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you, and then it's shipped right to your door every three months 
Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Some of you have probably tried them before, but you've probably never gotten them for this price. Keeps treatments are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. Some men do experience hair regrowth, and at best, men will get back up to 20% of the hair they lost. Keeps is only $10 to $35 a month. Plus, now you can get your first month free. It's a heck of a deal for getting to keep the hair you've got. So if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you need is to wait to see a doctor. With Keeps, there's finally a way to get the help you need when you need it. And for a limited time, you're going to receive your first month of treatment for free. You go to Keeps.com slash Supertrain. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Supertrain. Get a free month of treatment at Keeps.com slash Supertrain. Keeps. Hair today, hair tomorrow. Our thanks to Keeps for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. Hey. Uh, <clears throat> but I, uh, what have I been doing? Well, can I tell you something? Just, yeah. just, just because we had a nice sejura, as they say right there. I'm gonna tell okay. you why I ask you that question, and, and then yeah. you, you say whatever you want to say with mouth words. Um, I, I, I discovered something a long time ago. Um, that um, people who consider themselves very well socialized sometimes are not that well socialized, and a lot of times one gets in conversations with people. Uh, I happen to have great taste in friends. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I'm super lucky to only deal with people that I like mostly privilege, pounds on privilege. But, um, but, but I did notice like, and, uh, you know, that could be like when you, when we went to that party that one time, you know, you run into people and, and they, they want to talk about their deal. They want to yeah, talk about their, what their, what their thing is. And it can be really trying. I discovered a long time ago that there was a very good question. I might have cribbed this from somebody else. This might be a Dale Carnegie thing, but I doubt it. Sometimes I like, I like to, in a variety of situations, I find it useful and fun, sort of like you with the cab drivers. I like to say to somebody, what are you excited about right now? Yeah. I, I say, what are you excited about? That could be anything. But the thing yeah. is, I, and don't give me your pitch, but no, like, no, tell no. me, are you, are you binging Fleabag? Right? I are just, you, are you, I, I'm reading this Gia Tolentino book and I'm happy to talk no. about that till the, till the no. dogs come home. No. I, I'm excited about, I'm excited about Parliament. And I feel like when you talk to someone, especially a stranger in the Alps, it's nice to tease out what they're excited about yeah, because everyone that. is, everyone becomes more interesting when they're engaged in something that they're excited about. Instead of having to walk through the usual, you know, low key significations about how much money you make, which I find <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> Stop trying to quiz me. Look, you, let's just, let's just say you make more money than me. Can we talk about <laughs> something else? What are you excited <laughs> about? So that's why, given that Sejura, that's, that's why I ask you, John. I, I yeah. like to know what people are excited about, and even yeah. you could be excited about the path that you're carving or not. Huh. Uh -huh. Well, you tell me, man. Yeah, yeah. not excited about okay. things. Just right. generally, that's uh, that's me in a Do nutshell. You to, really? Well, yeah. Well, let me <clears throat> let me put it this way. Hmm. Um, I like to interview people mm -hmm. very much. It's uh, one of the ways that I learn. It's one of the ways that I uh, that I make it through. Uh, social situations. Yeah. It's one of the ways that I that I pass the time. You yeah. know, I love to interview people um, uh, because I like to learn what they're excited about. I like yeah. to know more about the world. Uh, other people interest me, mm -hmm. um, but I don't especially like to be interviewed in that same way. Mm -mm. <clears throat> unless, oh, I hate it. Uh, unless I'm being interviewed by a, either a truly gifted person. Um, or I'm being uh, interviewed by someone with a genuine interest 
in me personally. Yeah, yes. Oh, totally. And here's the thing. Everybody likes to throw on this, oh, imposter syndrome. But but the truth is that like I, I don't think I am that interesting, except insofar <laughs> as there are things that I am excited about. I don't necessarily want to reminisce about some shared nostalgic past, unless that becomes the fun thing, and that's okay. Now, here's right. my problem. I get into the lift, because I got to pick my kid up sometimes. I don't like to drive a car. I get in the lift. I got the, I got the AirPods oh, I thought you, I thought I thought you meant elevator for a second there, because... No, you're, they you're say very into Parliament right now. <laughs> say trousers, not pants. Don't get that wrong. No, pants are underwear. I go in. Here's the thing. Within a couple blocks, I will know very quickly if I'm going to need to talk to this person. Now, unlike you, drive. yeah, I would rather have 15 minutes to myself mm. to listen to this podcast that just went up that I'm excited about. Uh-huh. I would love to do that. And I feel like I'm telegraphic. I'm, I'm throwing more than shapes. I'm saying when you see these, and, I, and sometimes I'll even take one out and I'll say, I have to listen to this for my work. Let me let me know. If you need me, but then sometimes they'll just, I'll just hear this like, and I realize within two blocks, okay, I'm going to need to talk to this person. Now at that point, I pivot hard. I, I put them away. I put them into their carrying case and I throw myself completely into the conversation. Hmm. Because yes. I think that's the only practical thing. And now, and now, the guy says to me, uh, I see here I'm dropping you off at J. Random Middle School. Is that a good school? And I say, I don't know. My wife does all that stuff. And he goes, oh, yeah, because well, my daughter is coming here from the Philippines. And she <laughs> speaks Tagalog. Tagalog. Well, I see corrected my pronunciation, so I don't want to be insensitive. Yeah, yeah, she's learning English. Do you think that's good? I would like for her to go either here or there. I wouldn't mind if she went to Presidio where I went. And I would go, hey, wait a minute. You're from the hood? And he's like, yeah. I'm uh, two blocks up and over. I've lived here my whole life. And now I'm learning about his wife and daughter in the Philippines that are moving here. And we're talking about the challenges and transitions of having a sixth grader. And it was fantastic. Yeah, isn't that fun? I did I did what I could to say what I do and don't know about the San Francisco Unified School District and their rules for lottery and getting into schools. But mostly I was fascinated. Yeah. I love hearing about the food. Tell me about the food. Is there a place yeah. anywhere near here that has the food in a way that you like? Yeah, 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 the food. Don't you think? I mean, no, yeah. I don't mean. I don't know if it's an interview exactly, but if you throw no, yourself no, no. into See, that, that's a conversation. Now you guys are having a conversation. You're not at a loss for what to talk about. You got lots to talk about. <sighs> well, and you're not, and you're not quizzing me. We're talking about public schools. Yeah, you guys are talking. You're not, and you're not quizzing me no. about backdoor income and status questions, which I oh, right. despise. Yeah, you said so. I shut that off. That's when like, I become a ceramicist. The backdoor the back status questions. Oh, backdoor status it. questions are just chock-a-block here. I, we're back to the Irish question. The, which one? Oh, the Irish question of like the, yeah. the final final Irish, what? Yeah, the, fi- the final solution. Okay, all right. Yeah. Irish need no. not apply, that kind of thing? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, the, the, you're talking about making the big, making the big yeah, fence. Yeah, the okay. fence. <laughs> I don't know, I thought you were talking about the commitments or something. I got real confused. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right there. We're back to the Irish question. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. But, uh, but no, that's oh, sorry, a conversation. Isn't that early. nice? I know, it's so early. I've been uh, awake three minutes. Uh, um, the, uh, the conversation now that's an even rarer thing where yeah. both parties have, uh, have things to contribute and there's not any kind of like, oh, uh, there's no sense of one person not knowing how to contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that every once in a and while. No agenda, a no agenda, no uh, agenda. Nobody's trying to get anywhere. Right. One out of eight conversations. I, I enjoy, uh, an agenda conversation. Um, so I had, uh, I took a lift as I do 
for my left, monthly yeah. uh, visit with my shrink, I knew pretty early on that this was going to be a conversation. It's an 11 minute ride, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I knew pretty early on that I was going to need to go all in on this. Uh-huh. And, uh, the guy, uh, long story short, he, uh, so it started out real simple and he, we were talking about, uh, global warming and he sounded really smart about it. I said, I said, you know, I don't know a lot about this, but it, it occurs to me that, um, based on what I know that it's misleading to just think about the idea that, you know, did it get warmer this year? Because it's really, hmm. it's more about physics. And I feel like sometimes that's why people don't understand. Well, that really set him off. Because yeah. now he's going to go into a whole thing about physics and Coriolis. And I'm like, wow, are you like an engineer? You seem to know a lot about this. He says, no, I'm a natural healer. So I understand a lot about uh -oh. energy. Uh -oh. He understands. Uh -oh. Yeah. And I don't quite understand it. I don't want to misstate the guy. But by uh -huh. the time we got to Parnassus, he's telling me about how the water in your body has electrons that can line up in a certain way. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And that that love uh -huh. can universally be brought together as a form of physics. Hang on just a second. I'm just writing this down. Yeah, yeah. Got it? Water, yeah, okay. Yep, water, yep, yep. Well, they can line up in a certain way. Electrons, got you got electrons, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. in a circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but you got but you got physics, and you know, I said to the man, I said, right here is fine. I said, listen, can I tell you, friend? I said, seven stars. If I could give you seven stars, I'd give you seven stars. The yeah. guy's swinging at the fences, but sometimes an agenda can be a very interesting conversation. Yes. Yes, yes. That's a personal agenda. And now yes. I never, I never said to him, what are you excited about? All I said was, isn't it wild that not talking here about the weather, not the climate? Isn't it wild that we don't get the same summer we used to get here? Wow. It's becoming less extreme. And that led to the discussion of the physics, the electrons, the water and the healing. Yeah. But yeah, he was really excited. Yeah, the thing about that, of course, is that you've tread in somebody's religion, basically, worldview. Mm -hmm. and you think, no I, you think longer, I touched his Welton Shong? Well, what it, what happens there is it's no longer really a conversation because he's not going to be – you're not going to challenge him on his beliefs. You wouldn't, for, for first of all, right, and right. Uh, you couldn't, second of all. And so you're in a conversation then at that point where he is establishing the terms uh, around his worldview. Right. He, he he's got, a, he's got he, a well, he's almost, at that point, he's almost like a tenured professor where yeah, he's got right. an outline that he's been using for probably years that doesn't change yeah. that much year to year. And like, he'll take your questions, but like you, you're going to hew to his, the outline for his agenda. Now, there are those people, and I've always admired them, mm -hmm. um, uh, people that are always themselves in situations like that. Um, I'm not one of them. If, mm -hmm. I, if a person starts telling me that uh, global warming uh, has a connection to love mm -hmm. via the electrons in one's body, yeah. um, I go into, as I've said, uh, a questioning mode, interview mode. I mm -hmm. want to know all about this. I want to know where they're coming from, what their story is. But we're not talking about like an uh, Isaac Chotner style interview. You're not. You're you're more of like a, a chat show interviewer at that point. Yeah, you're just, exactly you just want right. to keep it moving and entertaining for the listener. Chat show, chat show, and also, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to solve the puzzle all the time. So here's a person, mm -hmm. and I want to know, and what they've done is they've taken a lot of different things, and they've combined them into a, uh, a worldview. And I want to find out what the things were in their original form. Where did this person get their education? Where did they get these ideas? Right. And what was the process 
through which or by which they combine them into this world. And you'll, you'll usually, I, you, you can tease out, there's usually, when somebody has a story like that, and I don't, I don't mean to turn this into some kind of cliche, but there sure. will frequently be an animating event. There will be something mm. that led them to this breakthrough or caused a really hard pivot in their POV based Lightning on some strike. kind of, kind of yeah, like where there's some kind of new information, like in 1988, you know, this thing happened and, you know, that it really changed the way that I think about uh, how the electrons work. But the people that I admire, let's not, wait a minute, I won't say, well, I do admire them, but mm. I don't, I also don't. Envy? I don't know what, I don't know exactly what, but mm -hmm. there are people out there that I've met that never are, um, they're never not themselves. They never go into chat show interviewer mode. Yeah. They, I, I know, I know exactly what you mean. But, but they would challenge this person, mm -hmm. you know, they would say, well, how does, wait a minute yeah. now, th you know, this is science and that's not, or, you know, like, how do you, like, they would go into challenge mode. Yeah. Like, what is this weird, like, international homunculus, recursive homunculus model you have for understanding these things? This, this sounds really at odds with uh, everything I know about science. Well, but yeah, but they wouldn't do it in a way that was somehow the thing that I admire mm -hmm. about them is that they don't, they don't it's not do confrontational. it confrontational. Yeah. It's not alienating. The yeah. other person then, they don't, like, they're not on their back foot. They're not defending themselves, or it's not a fight. Well, in but my case, also, are, they're driving a car. I want to stay on their good side. They're driving a car. But but uh, that thing, you know, it's it. I, I, I put that in the same category as that guy so many years ago who, when I said, like, oh, when I'm down in the South, I always kind of pick up the local accent in order to make everybody feel more comfortable. Right, the Brooklyn, the, or you adopt, yeah. yeah, the Brooklyn accent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the guy was like, well, I always talk the same way, and everywhere I go, I'm fine. Yeah. And people like me just fine, and they're comfortable just fine, even though I just talk to them in my regional dialect. And I was like, whoa, right. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's like a kind of, you have a kind of, a, you're always yourself everywhere you go. You have, a, you have a, enough confidence in yourself and who you are mm -hmm. that you don't need to uh, gin that up for other people. You know, you're, he's not trying to disappear He's not trying to turn into the talk show interviewer right. who's, who's not there with his own opinions. That's the thing about the talk show interviewer, right? He doesn't have his own opinions. He's just there. He knows what makes good radio or good TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, so, uh, I mean, some, somebody like a Dick Cavett, for example, uh, in that sense that what's the recent one I watched? Was it Groucho or John Lennon? I watched a recent Dick Cavett, and he's, he's so good at it because he's fun and he's funny. He's not confrontational. Plus his production staff is smart enough to know to get like certain kinds of reaction shots cap capture these things that don't say too much, but they kind of say, wow, check check out this guy. And it's, yeah. and it's fun and it keeps it moving. It's, it's, or in the case of like, you get somebody like a Donahue where like he might be sort of, obviously the person that comes on his show is going to have an agenda. He's got an agenda. And then that becomes like, how do we move, turn this into this certain kind of event? Whereas somebody like Dick, Dick Cavett is always Dick Cavett. And that's kind of why we love Dick Cavett. Yeah. 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 But like, you know, okay, so I th did I tell you this? I think, I know I said it on a show and I think it was here a couple, three weeks ago. I told, did I tell you about the guy who came to Roto Rooter the poop out of our garage? Yes, yes, yes. We, okay, so that's another example of a guy where, as I said, uh, it, was it was a little frustrating to me. Ordinarily, in the right circumstances, I'm totally in for that. This is a Sunday night. It's a school night. My, my soup has arrived. And like, I, I appreciate the Atman and Brahma conversation to a point, but like, can you do that while you keep getting the poop out? I don't want to stand astride. I don't want to stand adjacent to the house turds, some of which are definitely not mine. 
because I'd know him. You know mm. what I mean? No, I'm 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 standing with strangers poop and and getting a conversation about like after he stopped doing drugs, like he did these kinds of things, and now he's a yogic. Roto-Rooter. So, yeah. I mean, I want to be amused by that, but on the other hand, it wasn't that fun because he had such a strong agenda. As I, mm. as I mentioned, it was difficult to have anything to add. I, I can't even add my bar talk about, you know, mindfulness to it or whatever, because he keeps redirecting it back to his thing, which made yeah. it not fun. It's kind of like being stuck with somebody, I don't know, who's really into like a 70s British comic book series that you've never read. And that's like what the conversation is going to be for 42 minutes. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? And sometimes I can disappear into that. But imagine picking up Neil deGrasse Tyson in a lift. Wouldn't that suck? That oh, that Neil deGrasse Tyson. That wouldn't be, wouldn't be fun. I saw him one time. Yeah. Standing on the side of the road. I was in Manhattan. I was driving. I think I might have been in a lift or some kind of car. Yeah. And I looked out the window, and he was standing there on the sidewalk, um, hmm. uh, like waiting for, uh, waiting for, obviously waiting for somebody to come pick him up. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> it was, you know, it all happened too fast, right? I couldn't roll the window down. We were in motion. Sure. I couldn't be like Neil. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. What yeah. was up? Ah, was that? I couldn't do any of that. I want to contrast him to somebody like I, I maybe even want to say like a Bill Nye. I mean, I don't know. Or like an Adam Savage. Adam Savage hmm. is is a genuinely curious man. Seems curious. Yeah. It's a little hard to talk sometimes because of the hearing stuff. But also, well, no, he solved that. What? He had a surgery. Oh my God! Really? And now he can hear quite well. Because uh, you know you've been kind enough. We've tagged along to go to his place, and he's a very nice man. One time, uh, and he can you know, he's vaguely aware of me. We um hmm. we ran into him at a store in town, and I was like I introduced my kid and he was really really nice i was like this is the guy who makes the r2d2s and the lightsabers and does that tv show we like and mm -hmm. and he was he could not have been any nicer he strikes me as the kind of guy that's the guy i want in a cab i want somebody who's like and we're talking all dudes here but like he he really just seems he's one of those guys like the guy i'm always mentioning is this uh, guy i'm acquainted with named kevin kelly one of those people who's just like endlessly curious like, we'll take in so much information. They know so much more about the topic than, than you're just excited and you're spewing. One is spewing. But they're mm. so interested. They're, they're not going to just drop info bombs on you. They're mm. listening and they're asking questions. Mm. I want to be that. I want to be that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to be smart. Yeah. Smart and useful. I, I don't really, I feel like, you know, I'm like a border collie. Like, give me something to, give me something to herd. Useful. That's important. Useful is, it's nice to feel useful. But it's well, it's also nice to, useful to feel nice. <laughs> it's also, I mean, it's nice to feel useful. It's also nice to be useful. You and, can make uh, yourself useful if you have an open heart. Oh. Well, okay. You're going to a party, yeah. bring ice. That's not complicated. That's sweet. If you're going to a party, bring ice. Bring ice. Don't he ask says. people, don't ask people if if you should take the trash out. Say, where should I take this trash? Or figure where it out. Where should I take the trash? Yeah, it's probably the garage or the side. That's where everybody takes their trash. But take the up the side. trash. Could be the side. Yeah. 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 But that's the, the way you can become it. useful because you know. But like they say in uh, you know, free to be you and me. You know, so, sometimes some kinds of help are the kind of help that help is all about. But some kind of help is the kind of help we all can do without. So you want to oh. make sure you're being useful and being useful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You think well, Neil deGrasse Tyson of... ever takes out trash at a party? Oh, well, jeez, I don't know the man. Mm -hmm. He seemed um, nice. I, he seemed nice when you saw him. 
beats me. No, I only it was only a glimpse. Yeah. I only caught a glimpse of him. But you know, in this in this present day world, where uh, where you you feel like you can be forgiven for feeling like um, uh, even if I don't even if I don't have at ready hand the name of someone that Neil deGrasse Tyson and I know in common. Mm-hmm. You well, do like, want a, like a Joel McHale. Something like mm-hmm. that, where it's just like, hey, I'm friends with blank. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you might not have that, you do kind of have a feeling in this, in this modern world that if you were, if you were stuck together on an elevator and the elevator got stuck, um, that uh and you're sitting there and he's like oh well i guess we're in this elevator and you mm-hmm. go yeah and he says i'm neil and i go yeah i'm john uh, roderick i um i'm a friend of uh mm-hmm. joel McHale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he goes oh joel yeah i did a thing with him and i mm-hmm. go yeah yeah uh oh and i also know and then pretty soon you're you know like you're in a conversation because you share uh, the you share a relationship with uh, somebody that neither of you knows very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I didn't have time on the side of the road there to yell all that out. And also, I didn't know whether he knew Joel McHale. I, you right. just calls me that calls me that woman that knows all the stuff about L.A. Yeah. Oh boy, isn't she cute? Was she was he on uh, that show? Is that why you're mentioning both those people? No, I was trying to do a callback. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So it's one of the services I offer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're very useful. <laughs> That's the second time this week someone on to do a podcast was said that John, John Syracuse said, "No, I'm still a very valuable member of the team." Isn't that yeah. nice? Yeah, you're very valuable. In fact, you know, you're really. You're, I think you're taking the lead on this episode, and I'm I'm enjoying it. No, you're, I'm sorry. You're, you're I'm feel, sorry. No, you feel you feel like you're. Do you want me to lay back more? I can lay back no, more. No, absolutely not. All it's right. very. It's been very enjoyable so mm. far. I mean, like oh, I said, I've only been a, I've only been awake three minutes. <laughs> Am I dying? <laughs> and and uh, do you smell toast? <laughs> Always. Um, uh, and so it's yeah. been, it's been fun, you know, it's been, uh, well, thanks. It's, it's, been, it's, it's, it's been fun for me too, John. Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad we could do this just to have a laugh or sing a song. Uh, just start I, I, before you know it. Time I feel to I know so a lot long. more about, about parliament too, which is oh, something God, I haven't, you, it's killing me not to look in right now. No, there's there. So do you think, hmm. here's a question. Yeah. Do you think there's really going to be. A no deal Brexit, or do you think they're going to come up with a deal? Here's, they got to come up with a deal, it's a, right? I, they seems like they must because the consequences are very, very serious. Here, here's something I run the up. The consequences against. will never be the same. Merlin. It's going to be hard to go back, and and yeah. and like so. The last thing I want to do is be quoting, you know, uh, a Batman movie. But I do sometimes think about the thing Alfred says when he said, "Some men just want to watch the world burn," because I I run up against this problem of understanding motivation. And so, like, I try to look at somebody, like, in the United States, I look at somebody like Jeff Sessions or uh, Mitch McConnell. And, you know, with Je- Jeff Sessions, it's it's sometimes useful to just assume he just wants to do racist things all the time. And He just wants to do racist. It's hard to understand Mitch McConnell to me just because I try, I try to think the way he thinks and be sympathetic to what it's like when he, you know, is in his uh, moments of repose. Mm. And, uh, and I'm up against it. We're trying to figure that out. Now you look at Britain and you're like, why... Why do you guys want to do this so much and you clearly don't care about getting a deal? And when we say deal, for those who aren't following this, what we're saying is that 
God, this is, it's so complicated. There's got to be a deal. But if October 31st comes and they don't have some understanding with the EU about stuff like trade, um, I mean, in simple, in simple terms, it's going to mean it's bad for everybody, especially people in Britain. And like you get the Irish problem. <laughs> yeah. And I know an here's problem. so anyway, I'm, I'm prattling on. I, I don't understand the motivation of that apart from wanting to watch the world burn. And I'm, I'm old enough to assume that that's not purely it. So then what do you do? You figure out, are they corrupt? Are they, are they, are they corrupted by some kind of outside influence that makes them that way? Is it purely ideological? I don't know the answer. Yeah. That's part of what I find so fascinating about it is I don't understand the motivation for this apart from just purely trying to win. Isn't that complicated? I think it is. I think it's yeah, really it's so hard. And the more I try to be uh, open-hearted and more, the more that I try to understand that, as they, they say in that movie, uh, you know, uh, everybody has the reasons. Everybody's yes. got the reasons. I think, it's, I think what's interesting about that to me, and I know you don't like talking about politics. That's fine. Uh, but um, because it's happening in Britain, uh, in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. um, it's easier for us to, not knowing the players really or the stakes, and realizing that, it's, that there's something else. In, in some ways, it's more, um, because it's boiled down to a single sort of uh, event, the, the Brexit itself, mm-hmm. it can, it's kind of a, it's like a focal point, and although it has tendrils in every aspect of UK society and European economics and so forth, it all focuses down on this one event. But we can look at it over there and, and have this experience you're having, which is like, I don't understand what the what the side that I that I tend not to agree with is doing. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they would be doing it. And um and that is that like uh, is inspiring me to what not uh, to learn more mm-hmm. or to not rush to judgment. Well, because there's, there's some things we all tend to understand if we dig a little bit, which is a lot of stuff comes down to some combination. There's a materialist argument, and there's like a tribal argument. There's like mm-hmm. a, there's a money reason, and there's a tribalism reason for so much that happens in the world. And you can there's a lot of stuff. I feel like. Even though that, that is very reductive, I think there's there's often a money reason to something that people aren't even like aware of is a money reason, right? But there's also the tribal reason, and the, and once you get into the tribal reason, now you're just a Yankees fan, and all you care about is that your team wins. You know what I mean? The, so that could that be the explanation? I just want my team to win. Yeah, but I that seems kind of like uh, like satisfying. you were saying. Well, like you were saying before, that's kind of a uh, like watch the world burn argument too. Just like really, you you you. You burn down the world just to see your team win. Yeah. But what's interesting to me is that we have a much harder time within our own world uh, to take that kind of like, what are, I don't understand what my opponents are, what they're motivated by, and I'd like to know more. Yeah. The way you I know, always think of it is like, if this goes great for you, what will the outcome be? Yeah, that's right. How, will you, know your, has, how will you know this has gone great? What's your preferred like when you are when you point to the when you point to the outcome and go see mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. Uh, what is that that you that you want me to see um, and in the in the in the the UK as we say yes uh, they uh, they got uh, they obviously have a thing over there that um, that's got whew, other 
components, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, like it's well, they got haggis they have mm-hmm. to think about, have to deal <clears throat> yeah. with. No, a, lot, a, lot, was, a lot of the people who are, as they say, uh, uh, remain. Enjoy haggis. Oh, the remains. The, the remainers love haggis. Right. Yeah. Well, and the thing about the, whales, the thing, it's basically every everybody but not London and the other countries. Yeah. It's the big uh, middle parts where they have the funny well, money python London, accents. And you can see France. Yes. And but can you can you, you see Belgium's uh, trousers? Uh, underpants, right? Or yeah. Trousers. Okay. In this case, but my <laughs> but but um right like so are they going to lose Scotland right because Scotland could say because Scotland said we'd like to stay mm-hmm. sort of and then. They were made to go, and now they're maybe they're going to go. Maybe Ooh. the next time around they're going to say we're out ski. Yeah, right. Like the whole thing's going to come undone. Oh, it's 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 it's, it's so incredible. exciting. It's, yes, it's very exciting. <laughs> you know, because I am someone who wants to watch the world burn. Are you? And, yeah, and the, the idea of it all just coming unraveled over there. Yeah. Um, I don't. You know, because they're really honestly, mm. there's something like let the French and the Germans. Bang it out, mm. uh, because they're not really friendly with each other. Oh, if you right. Get right down they've to got it. a they've got a little bit of history. Yeah, and yeah. we've had we've had a nice we've had a nice little run here. Yeah, as, of, as a as a as a planet, as a world as a planet. Yeah, yeah as right. a planet. Yeah, you know, we, we did all right. Yeah, we had some high points. Yeah, yeah, and there have been a last you know a couple of decades. Let's say a couple a little interregnum here where all the mm-hmm. where all the the murders and the deaths and the and the catastrophes, mm-hmm. the cataclysms, um, they all were more or less at bay. There were some there were some localized cataclysms, yeah, some some uh, some small ones here and there, hither and thither, a thousand people here, ten thousand people there, hundred thousand people there, but you know, no big like epical. Uh, uh, like uh, battle scenes, battle royales, except mm. in movies, mm-hmm. you know, except where it's, where it's like World War Z, boy, there were a lot of, a lot of people died in Z that movie. Does Z stand for zombies, John? I think it does. Okay. I think it, w- well, that was my guess. Okay. Zeta, it, maybe it was, maybe it's just stood uh, for Zeta. In Canada, they say Zed. Zed, right. Could, why, 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 why Z? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you know, maybe, maybe that's all coming to, maybe that's coming to yeah, an end. That's and time, back, time for that chapter to, uh, to end. Yeah. They'll look back at the nineties and the two thousands and they'll go, wow. You know, people were really, <laughs> really worried about bands. They made the sixties look like the twenties. <laughs> There's that. That's the best call. I, I did. You know, I, uh, I came upon you this weekend. Huh? Let me rephrase that. Uh, you came up, you came up this weekend because, <clears throat> uh, Sunday, 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 uh, I, uh, Sunday's often a day when I listen to music. I usually, I wake up, I try not to look at my phone too much. I get up and, and I usually begin Sunday by listening to, uh, the Genesis album Duke. That's usually how I begin my Sundays. It's a good Sunday starter. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't love every song, but boy, there's a lot of good ones. He's got a lot, got a lot of heartbreak. He also uses the word tonight a lot. Yeah, tonight. Tonight, tonight comes up a lot in the in the oeuvre of Phil Collins. It does. But uh, I know I came upon you because I uh, I was looking. What was I doing? Oh yeah. So it's hard. To, I'm looking at my history here in Spotify, and it's kind of confusing. But I was looking at the. Uh, I was listening to uh, Nevada Bachelors on your yeah. on your recent recommendation. You like them? Yeah, they're pretty good. Pretty yeah. darn good. And then, but it's leading me. So yeah, as you know, I think I'm a huge fan of the uh, fans also like section for each band. So when you're in the Spotify for a band, you can click one of the tabs as fans also like, and then that brings you music that is, I guess, you know, taste-wise, algorithmically similar. And you're right up there. You're right up there with uh, Nevada Bachelors. Hmm. So you got the Sunset Valley, 
you, Creeper Lagoon, Beulah, Harvey Danger. Yeah, I, I come upon you uh, frequently. Huh. Yeah, to be huh. honest. Huh. Uh, yeah, you you come up uh, through, obviously you come up from the Posies direction. Like, I'm huh. seeing your face with that photo of you with the big glasses and like the orange curtain in back. Uh, yeah, it's not my favorite. Uh-huh. You have more hair than this makes it look like. Oh, does it? Oh, because I had an indie rock comb over. You look like you're doing a hipster comb forward. Yeah, but I know yeah. you're you're better than that. It was a very regrettable photo shoot for me, and uh, you know I I have I have uh, a handful of regrets. Mm-hmm. I have a handful of regrets. I regret that in the chorus of Sky is Open that I resolved to the G when I should have resolved to the E. Oh, um, I regret that photo shoot mm-hmm. and the fact that because that photo shoot cost a lot of money, uh, we all felt obligated to use those photos yep. to promote the entire record cycle when honestly of uh, of like a thousand photos that were taken that day, uh, uh, not one of them mm-hmm. is a good representation of what we looked like as a band or what I look like as a, as a person. If I saw this photo in the wild, uh, I would assume you're English. If I saw that photo in the wild, I would not like that band without even having listened to them for a second. You look, you look like your name is Jarvis mm, or Travis, Jarvis. maybe, or, uh, oh, you might, you might be uh, like an Ian. Oh, an Ian. You might be called Ian. I, uh, I, I maybe was thinking that uh, when I was doing those photo shoots. I was mm. like, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I have that weird uh, Michael Caine in Hannah <sighs> and her sister's look. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You do. You, you're, you've got, you got rocking some Caine. Yeah. Uh, well, so, but that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, when I looked at Michael Caine in uh, Hannah and her sister's, what I forgot was I didn't, I think he looked very handsome and mm. I didn't understand why he was, because at the time I didn't have a ton of Michael Caine uh, mm-hmm. backstory. The first time I saw Hannah and her sisters and I thought, huh, why is that dork? Um, like uh, being considered as a leading man here. Mm. And it was only later that I realized, Oh, because he is handsome and he has some residual handsome Everybody mm-hmm. that's watching Hannah and her sisters has also also saw him in um, the man who would be king or whatever, and they go, "He's very handsome." And yeah, so you can, they, they, they imprinted on Alfie, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can put uh, glasses on him and a weird haircut, and uh, people still see that he's handsome. Whereas if you saw him for the first time that way, yeah, you would go, "Ugh, what a that's a weird." And so I was in yeah. this situation where I was like. I'm so handsome that I can wear a I can wear a bowl haircut and big glasses that's, and I'll, that's, that'll that's be cute. as you say a category error. I've screwed that up yeah. so many times. That was me in trying to be Fonzie in 1978. Uh, I don't look anything like Fonzie, and then I put Vaseline no. in my hair, and my mom was very upset. Well, people don't people didn't know what I looked like mm-hmm. enough that I could start playing with what I looked like in band photos. Oh, I should have just I looked what good. You're I should have just tried to look as as good as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you band, know, bo- band photos are difficult, John. It's, no, they're, they're, it's it's really it's not, hard. Sort of not really though. Not 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 if you just don't wake up that morning and say, "I'm going to style myself in a way that I never do, just for Ooh. these photos." Mm-hmm. Rather than say, I also realize you're wearing two shirts. You're wearing two like. shirts in this. It looks a like. lot of times I'm wearing two shirts. Is that, that a prep? Be- you doing a prep thing there? No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, mm. I was. I think what it was was a. Um, uh, oh, how, I, it might have been. 
uh, chubby thing. Oh, sure. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. I figured maybe you had a cold thorax, but no, I see what you're saying. No, I've done that with, with, with some blousing. You get a I nice dark to, shirt, you can blouse yeah, over another I, shirt, and it basically becomes like uh, rock spanks. I used to shave my face right before a photo shoot, even though I wore a beard 11 and a half months out of the year. Mm-hmm. I would, because it was like a big show or a photo shoot or something, I would shave because of some reason. Yeah. I don't even remember why. I started wearing a beard all the time in about 1994, mm-hmm. but whenever it was time to like go to a special event or do that's a thing where I was on TV, I, I I I feel like that's true. I I it's sometimes perplexing when you don't have a beard, and now I'm asking myself: Is it just that John wants to watch the world burn? Why no beard? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it was. I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know why. Is it, is it I, from another generation where you're thinking maybe, I should clean up nice for this? Maybe maybe. Yeah. There's a there. Uh, we played at uh, the Sasquatch Music Festival one year when I had braces, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I also shaved hmm. like the like t- the day before. So not only was I, uh, and you know, I think I was chubby at that point. So not only was I did I have braces, but I had like chubby and freshly shaved, which for me is mm. kind of rashy. Mm-hmm. You're and like a bumpy like, scallop. Why not just have your beard, which yeah. is how you look all the time. Um, anyway, I feel like it's only been in the last five years or so that I, or maybe six years, maybe it was the Sasquatch thing was the final straw mm-hmm. when I, when I saw the pictures and was like, I don't like what I look like without a beard. I'm never going to do it again. I mean, I'm I'm definitely going to shave sometimes just to show my daughter that I have a face under there. Yes. I sometimes like to wear a mustache for a little while, uh, but uh, but eventually I'll grow the beard back. And it's um, but it's very unfortunate because uh, if you look at the music video for uh, for Fire Island, I also shaved right before that. Now hmm. that's not what I look like. I don't look like that guy, the guy in Fire Island. I remember music. in Blue Diamonds, uh, which is a very strange video. In Blue Diamonds, you've got that sort of uh, Lennon '67 look, right? Which is a great look. Yeah, you got the funny I mean, hat, and you've got the um, you got the glasses, the round glasses, like tinted glasses, and the porno mustache. Yeah, a little mustache, right? Yeah. A pretty big mustache. Yeah, yeah, pretty big mustache. Uh, so, so that was. That was a mistake. I don't like that photo shoot. I don't mm. like the fact that it became the photos that most people saw of us. Mm-hmm. It's a thing I, I regret. Just Kevin, like not, you in that cape, smoking a cigar in the uh, the playground. See, those were great. And the thing was, I didn't have a beard there, but somehow you captured you captured I me captured without something a beard. essential about you. I think. you really did. You yeah. really did. That was a magical night. That was so fun. That was yeah, so fun. Was, that was nice. Love was battery nice. comes up a lot. I keep getting well, I keep getting pointed to love battery and then from love battery to other things. Love battery feels like a some kind of an important node. The, well, because they've Jason all been Finn's, in all the bands, Jason right? Finn's first band. It's who's up? Jason Finn's first. Right, band. right, right. But also, it seems like they come up so often. Where like you've got uh, like um, well, like you know the fastbacks and the way they're here also fastbacks and the way they go through drummers. Like just by you know uh, you're eventually going to play drums in the fastbacks probably right. One is. Jason Finn did. Mike oh Musburger my God! Did. Yeah. Jesus. The problem with that uh, little algorithm there and the bands that you're mentioning is yeah. that a lot of them were <clears throat> like um, local bands, mm-hmm. like uh, also rands. And so for the Long Winters to be uh, to be conjured with those bands doesn't feel like a 
like a compliment, really. But I can't really tell how algorithms work in terms yeah, of being I, insulting. I, I, I don't know. I mean, on a Sunday, I start my day with Duke, and then I just say, well, what is the uniform of the day? Let's just follow in a certain direction. Maybe I'll make a playlist, and I'll share that with people. But, you know, lately I've been on this mid-tempo uh, power pop thing where I've been right. sort of exploring that as a thing. Um, but if the if the algorithm was like, oh, you like Spoon? Mm-hmm. Check out the Long Winters. Then that would be like, cool. But if the if it's like, oh, you like this, you know, like how many people have listened to the Man of Bachelors on Spotify this month? Oh I would yeah, say I mean, let's see, seven uh, month. Wow, monthly listeners, fifty k. That's no. no. By the standards of the stuff that I seek out, that's very high. That seems no, no offense, Jason, but that that there's stuff I follow that gets like thirty a month. There is no way that the Nevada Bachelors had fifty thousand listens last. Hang on, hang uh, on. Now, sorry, sorry. Love battery. That's love battery. Oh, love battery. Let me explore Nevada Bachelors. Bachelors. I'm clicking. What? Clicking. Nevada Bachelors. No, the hang love on, battery? hang on. Nevada. Okay, Nevada Bachelors monthly listeners two eight two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that Love Battery has fifty thousand listens. There's got to be something wrong. You think that's some kind of jam up? I think that's a jam up. Mm-hmm. I mean, love Battery. God bless them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But nobody's listening to them now. So, yeah, uh, this guy that I've been listening to, you would not like this guy, I don't think, but I super do. This guy, Tony Molina, uh, power poppy guy, that's 31.5. Hmm. I can't believe we're talking about numbers. What about the fucking champs? Um, what are they getting? It's fun, though. It's fun. Oh, wow. 1,500. Yeesh. Should be, yeah, should what, be what does it say about the long winners? I know I don't want to know, no, but let's find know. out. You don't want to know. Uh, Are you saying I don't want to know because it's bad? 275 million monthly listeners. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. I wonder what's going on in Parliament. No, actually, you're doing great. 78K. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's been a while since you released a product. 78,633 is pretty, pretty good. And you know what? Okay. Without mentioning anything here, I'm going to mention this. This is super interesting to me because they do give these numbers. Uh, Cinnamon. Is your is your is your top song? Yeah, yeah. That's. Um, I mean, like totals wise, under popular, it's a departure. It's number three. Number two is uh, well, they're currently number five, but one point two million streams. The commander thinks aloud. That's pretty good. Yeah, well, it's a departure, of course, because of those. Yeah, nice I know. It's I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying and, that. Teaspoon uh, one ninety. Teaspoon means different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teaspoon. Teaspoon. Teaspoon means different things. The different times. <laughs> Shapes 161. God, that's a good song. Anyway, I came upon you is all I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. Out in the wild. That's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about all kinds of stuff. I'm excited about music. I like music. I know you do. It saves me sometimes, John. I know you don't like when people say that so much, but like sometimes when I want to say it saves me, not in the way I felt like uh, R.E.M. and Husker Du saved me in circa 1985. I mean, save me in the sense that I need to get off Twitter. I need mm. to put down the podcast for a little while, and mm. I need to go follow my nose into some music that will please me. I listened to so much Roxy music yesterday. I think people forget how weird, weird, weird Roxy music could be. I, I, I went to see Brian Ferry last week. Shut up. This, this week. Here's my, here's, my, here's my quick take on, on, on Roxy Music, and I didn't even say this anywhere because uh, it, it sounds mean and I don't mean it to. I think partly owing to the fact that they were so often so weird, so ahead of their time, there is a weird phenomenon where they sound like they're covering someone else's song, even when they're doing epochal, important songs. 
more than this is one of the great songs. It is a nice song. It's well, I think the melody of more than this, you know, I can feel at the time. I think that is one of the, there's something about that little phrase that I is in my DNA. But yeah. I, I, but it's, it's a little bit thin as a recording. The, my experience of, uh, of Roxy Music and Brian Ferry is that um, the melodic, uh, Brian Ferry's melodic sensibility yeah. uh, feels like he's making it up as he goes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He's, it's sort of meandering. Mm-hmm. It's not, he doesn't feel like in a big hurry to give you a, a hook. Uh, it's, uh, it's music to have sex on. When, when, when Bowie adopts a tone like that, it's much more assured. With, with Brian Ferry, yeah. it's a little more, it feels more like a tentative first draft. Even like classic well, songs, something like, like you take like a Virginia Plain or an Over You or something like that. There's something that's just a little, little wandery about the performance. Wandery. And, and the thing about the band, Roxy Music too. <clears throat> they're so weird. They're playing, they often, they're playing saxophones and stuff. What's happening? They often choose a chord to go to mm-hmm. that is not the chord that most people would have chosen. Mm-hmm. So the hmm. song is is cooking along, and then it's just like a pretty jazzy chord is the jump-off point to another series of chords. And Brian Ferry is sort of wandering the fen, Um you know, just sort of p- picking the uh, the petals off of a, of a giant flower, as he sort of look, there's his his trench coat blowing in the wind, or his uh, his great coat rather blowing in yeah, the wind. He's he's kind of in a different band, and he's wandering and he's pedal picking the petals off the flowers, and he's singing what comes to mind. And there are some chords, uh, there's some like there are an awful lot of chords that are that are rotating around. Um, at, uh, and the crop circles there, and mm-hmm. there's some other stuff, and mm. then there's the guy from uh, from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And are, then are you saying he, he's he, he's a kind of uh, musical wicker man? Well, as a as a uh, well, as like a wandering the countryside person, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a there's a you know my uh my tendency sometimes is to sit if i'm at the sink let's say i'm washing some dishes you know yeah. i'll i'll do the i'm just a is that an original john just sort of jazzing it up you know okay. just like jazzing it up mm. and <clears throat> so ad, ad, ad-libbing as they say ad-libbing mm-hmm. a little bit of uh of like at the sink mm-hmm. with some chords happening in my in my imaginarium mm-hmm. and i do definitely feel i mean the thing is that when he pulls out the hits boy they're big they're strong hits but there's an awful lot of uh, at this Brian Ferry show, there were a, there was a very enthusiastic, a very 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 engaged audience, and um, uh, so so the reason I was there is I got a uh, I got a DM mm-hmm. from a fellow who said he uh, listened to all the great shows, mm-hmm. and he said I am the uh, I'm I'm uh, the like uh, backline guy, the onstage, uh, but like the guy that's taking care of the backline, the the mm-hmm. gear. As we as we call it, 
uh, for this tour. And, um, you know, if you want to come. And I was like, of course. Mm -hmm. So wonderful. He got me a couple of wonderful, wonderful tickets. I took a musician friend. And, um, but, I, but we met before we met before the show. We, we, uh, we hung out on the, on the sidewalk. He's a, uh, a, a, a British fellow about our age, sort of more or less. Okay. And he told me a very amusing anecdote where he was, he was on tour with Brian Ferry. They were in, let's call it central park okay. in New York city. They had a malfunction. There was a problem of uh, the keyboard uh, uh, there's a lot of keyboards on stage. There are 10 people on stage Ooh. making this music. It's very complicated music. Oh my. And, uh, there was a keyboard problem where, um, they had everything set up. It was all working great. And then at a certain point, this keyboard was just like, oh, 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 oh. it wouldn't. And then it was like off, wouldn't do anything. <laughs> and they changed everything. They changed all the cables. They changed. They actually had another keyboard. They put it up there. Oh, oh, oh. The keyboard was, was kaput. Ooh. Oh no! And uh, our man, the hero of our story, is uh, running around. Uh, he's trying to fix it. Turned out later, spoiler alert, mm. that it was something to do. It was an outdoor show. It was something to do with the rays of the sun. The rays of the sun connected with some kind of. They, they created a infinite. Uh, created a one infinite loop mm -hmm. at uh, the at the at the terminal. Oh man. And it uh, sh it short circuited something in the it, just that it was, one keyboard. No, well, it, but it was a it was a crucial key. It was causing some kind of a sun anomaly. Oh, but here's the thing: yeah. I, I screwed up the story. Okay. It wasn't Roxy music. It was oh. Coldplay. Oh, okay, that's alright. And the keyboard was well, but the keyboard was very crucial. See, in Roxy mm -hmm. music, there are several keyboards on stage. They could get away with like toss one away, but you know, the one keyboard it's very important for Coldplay because that's what the lead uh, the lead person in Coldplay plays the keyboard. Oh, okay. Right? Like sits down at it and... And if it's going you know, it honk, 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 ding, you're not going to be ding, able ding, to, ding, to ding. the sky for you yellow. That's not going to work. Right. It was yeah, like... Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, right. uh, oh, that's a terrible uh, sound. Chris Martin is having to deal with that. Yeah. That's who, that's who it was, Chris Martin. It's only Chris Martin from Coldplay. And he... Uh, oh, 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 and there's another part of the story. It okay. was being simulcast live around the world. Oh, my. And there were like 60 million people in Korea that were all standing in a giant square watching it on a huge TV. Wow. And there was, yeah, and Jodie Foster okay. and uh, all this other stuff. Huh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he couldn't get it to work. And, so Jodie Foster. Yeah, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster was, 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 she wasn't there, but she was uh, uh, listening in on the stream. She was watching it on a giant screen somewhere. Was she in Korea, John? I don't think so. Okay. I think that's the, it was simul it was worldwide. So like simultaneously Jody worldwide simulcast honk right. honk honk. Honk honk honk. Mm -hmm. But that but oh, oh, oh but they're about to go on. It hasn't honk honked on simulcast yet, oh, but it's okay. about to. Okay. And so our hero of our story, uh he's running around and it's uh it's Central Park and there's like there's like fifty million people there because um you know, that's mm -hmm. what happens there sometimes. Yeah. People like to go to things, yeah. Yeah, and he's back at the soundboard, and he's run. He's got to get up to the stage because it's a, it's just about to go haywire. And oh, and so second spoiler alert: mm -hmm. he never does get the keyboard to work. And oh, Chris no. Martin of Coldplay gets up with a guitar <laughs> last minute, and he was telling the story, and he was, and it, you know, has of course a very charming British accent. Mm -hmm. and he's telling the story as a way, you know, there's there's the thing that musicians do sometimes where they they tell a story to one another, people in music. Yeah. Uh, tell a story to one another about a person in the music business that you expect 
to be a pain in the ass. And the point of the story is that they're not. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you know this type of thing, right? Sure, Where sure, sure. Like, like it, turns, it turns out they're really down to earth. You hear these about yeah. a Tom Hanks sometimes, even though he's not strictly a musician. Super tough. You hear a story about somebody who's like, who's like not only gracious, but real. Yep, that's right. And mm-hmm. people say it, the, the famous one is the, uh, is the Christina Aguilera uh, story. First, where first it's one like, to arrive, last one to leave. That's what I that's heard. That's right. Works her, 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 she works, works her ass off is what I works heard. Works her ass off. That's mm-hmm. right. That's and cool. everybody goes, you hear that story and you're like, oh, yeah. right on, Christina Aguilera. Well, now and also I... because it plays against type a little bit. She's a fancy lady right. in high heels. And you would like, it would not be hard to sell somebody on the idea that she is, as they say, a diva. It's hard diva. to work with and isn't yeah. even doing her part. Yeah. It just throws her stuff down on the ground and mm-hmm. then somebody auto tunes her vocals. But it's that's a little not bit of a, it it's a little bit of a turns out. Yeah. And so, yeah. So as the, as our, uh, as our, uh, hero is telling the story, he's saying at this point, even Chris Martin, who is a great guy, I would not have blamed him for freaking out on everybody because mm-hmm. uh, we're like going full Christian Bale. Yeah, we're like a multi-million dollar enterprise here. We're about to go on uh, on a live simulcast. Where Are people uh, paying for the simulcast? Is it a PPV? I you know I don't know. Somebody's I don't, making I mean, money from it. All those people in Korea are just standing out in the street, right? I mean, there's yes. like people all over. Okay, and uh, probably benefits something. Okay. But Chris Martin, so at the end of the story, which I'm, uh, which isn't the point of the story, okay. the end of the story is that he got up there with an acoustic guitar. At the very last minute, he goes on simulcast. He says to, you know, hello, people of the world. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hello. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm just going to play guitar on this. Uh, we didn't rehearse this anyway. So uh, hope you enjoy. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, this is how it's going to go. And then he did a, uh, a bang-up job. A spectacular uh, what, job. A, what a gamer, man. Yeah, and, and he just got up with a, with a different instrument and mm-hmm. just made it happen and played all the hits. I bet you could find it on the interwebs. That's impressive. A really nice, uh, really nice story about a guy that you want you 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 hope to like, right? You don't want you don't want to yeah. find out that that uh, that Chris Martin is a bad guy. You don't want to find out that he that he's scuttling like uh, uh, on the bottom of the sea like a crab. Right, 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 claws. Yeah, nobody likes that. Um, no, you don't want that. But the point <sighs> of the story. Not in was, this day and age, we don't need another story like this. In in this no. day and age, we don't need another story. We no, don't need it. another hero. Mm-mm. All we want is like Beyond Thunderdome. We don't need another story about somebody who's a dick. We've got plenty no, of those. There are so many. There, please there let me the... hear. Could I please hear a nice Chris Martin story? And here it is. Yeah, there it is. But the yeah. best part of the story, okay. the point of the story, the point of it being told was um, mm. uh, that uh, that our hero is racing from the soundboard to the front of the stage, uh, but he can't race because there are, there are tens of thousands of people in his way, and it's New York, you know, mm. so people are like, in New York, people know how to, like, make a path, but they also don't. Oh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm watching a concert here. Yeah, and yeah. so there, as he's going through, you know, and he's like, he says to me, uh, he says, yeah. uh, as a roadie, typically roadies uh, just push, just push people out of the way. They're very rude. They're very, uh, they're like, I have somewhere to go. I'm actually working here. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm working. Call here. me sergeant. I work for a living. But he's not that kind no. of of guy. He's a he's a bit more congenial. And so as he's trying to make his way through the stage, and he apologized. To me, for getting it wrong, he said right up front, I know I got it wrong, but this was a long time ago. He's he's pushing through the crowd and he's saying, keep moving or get out of the way. Uh-huh. He got it wrong. That's okay. It's pretty close. But he, 
but he admitted it and yeah. he's shouting it at people. Keep moving or get out of the way. Keep right. moving or get out of the way. I, I, I want to stipulate. I, I don't think that is unuseful. No. No. No, no, no. no. It's the, the and part is kind of the graduate level of, That's of right. this particular. But it's not unuseful to say keep moving or get out of the way. No, it's perfect. And the thing is, I realized as he was telling the I feel story. Bad. If, I don't want to correct people about it. I'm just glad they listen said, to the show. Keep moving and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I think in that situation, it would have been confusing to people. Well, I mean, yes, absolutely. A lot of them aren't. Yes. A lot of them aren't moving. They're they don't want to keep moving. They're standing. They're trying concert. to make people learn long division when all they really know is uh, addition subtraction. Yeah. So you, what Go he easy. was saying was, if you don't want to yes. keep moving, get out of the way, and that's reasonable at a concert. Whereas he it's could not have also said in a beep, supermarket. Beep, beep. He could have said beep, beep. He could have said coming through. But that's what he chose to do because yeah. that's where he was. That's his headspace. Yep, 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 and he said he came upon a cluster of people that would not move or mm-hmm. get out of the way. And they were a, a large cluster. He couldn't get through. Okay. He couldn't go around. And he was shouting, keep moving or get out of the way. Listen, But he was doing it in a British accent, right? So it's keep moving or get out of the way. Ooh. Something like that. Ooh. Something charming. You know, yep, keep yep. moving or get out of the way. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Something British, which yeah. is charming. He's yelling at the, at, the, at the unbreakable cluster of people. Cluster's not moving. Cluster's not moving. Mm-hmm. He comes right up against it. He's trying to push his way through it. He can't. And he looks, and it's Michelle Obama. Mm. And I he yelled, think, keep moving or get out of the way at Michelle Obama and her retinue. Right at her. I think Joe uh, Biden was there too. Maybe, oh, maybe, um, uh, maybe Jodie Foster. There was a okay, lot of people okay. there. Yep, yep, yep. And he, and they, you know, and he's only feet from them <sighs> and he's saying, you know, keep moving. Michelle Obama's out like right out in the crowd. Well, and that's the thing. She's got this retinue. She's got to have people. To... There's security. That's yes. right. That's some of those people. The reason they weren't moving is that they were like, nobody, yes. you keep moving or get out of the way right. because we right, right, right. are the secret service. Yep, 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 we yep. don't do what you say. Mm-hmm. You do what we say. Anyway, that was a nice story. It was a, it was a, um, it was. It came by way of this uh, Roxy Music connection that I now have. Oh, right, Brian Ferry, good friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get to meet Brian Ferry at this point because it was. Um, he said he was very nice, uh, our friend, and he apologized. He said Brian was in a mood, and I was like, I didn't expect that Brian Ferry was going to want to meet me. And he was well, like, that's No, an no, awful no, of course lot to not. Ask. Yeah. What What do you think but, Brian Ferry's excited about right now? Uh, I was very excited about his saxophone player. Hmm. I mean, uh, of course, he's doing some Roxy songs, so he needs he's saxophone. Doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a lot. But uh, but uh, what do you think Brian Ferry's excited about? He's excited about Brexit? You think he's watching a lot of uh, Parliament TV on the internet? Watching Brian Ferry, I definitely had that, 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 that thing where I felt like he's been doing this a long time. Yeah. He's gotten everything out of it that there is to get out of it, you have to guess. Right? Like, Mm-hmm. It's like what I else? He felt is, that way by 1988. Yeah, I mean he he was born in 1945. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what does so that he's mean? Beatles he's Beatles concurrent. Like, he's like 95 years old or 95. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. He's like Paul McCartney age. Yeah. a little bit, a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger. Yeah, Lennon was born during the war. Paul just after. I don't remember. I, mean, exactly. they're, they're, I think the three of them are roughly the same age, and then George is a little younger. I think. Yeah, I mean, if you think about that, he was twenty years old in nineteen sixty-five. Brian Ferry has seen a lot. He was mm-hmm. thirty years old 
1975. What? Think about Wait, that. Wait, he's 30 years old when Love is the, roughly when Love is the Drug comes out. Uh, he was 40 years old in 1985, and he did seem like a, yeah, like a gentleman. Yeah, he did. He seemed like a gentleman. He handsome. He wore the suits. Oh, uh, so but anyway, good. he's still very handsome. He's still Remember wearing that Avalon suit. video used to be on a lot? More so than even than uh, more than this, but Avalon with the Falcon. They had a Falcon video that was on MTV a lot. Yeah, there was a Falcon, right? He's 73 years old. Mm. And, uh, he's wow, still, and he's out there. He's out there scrapping. He's out there scrapping. He's yeah. still doing, he moves. He moves with a lot of grace. Is he shimmy, John? A little, mm-hmm. a little. There's, there's, there's something about him. I bet where there wasn't a dry knicker in the house. He can't help but shimmy. There well, we're was, allowed there, to use that word. There were a lot of people. Mm-hmm. What dry knicker? Uh, there were a lot of <laughs> no, people I'm there. Talking that about were trousers. Stupid. I'm talking about pants. <laughs> I'm talking about lady pants. Lady John. Lady. <laughs> lady Tron. <laughs> lady Tron from their first album. Oh, I loved Lady Tron. Now Lady Tron's a band that got their name from a song on the first album. Of the, the first album. The first. The first Roxy Music album. It's a very. You could see them doing it on doing Lady Tron and Old Grey uh, Whistle Test. Oh, they've got a little bit now i speak as somebody who is a huge fan of roy wood as you know i am the only person apparently in in the world that still loves roy wood i'm not against a woodwind but i think they need to be used with care and caution wait a minute are you you're putting some you're drawing some lines there's a lot of saxophone you got phil what's his name phil uh phil manzarek playing guitar yeah. right that guy's good yeah i mean he's 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 kind of the guy musically in the band right isn't he like big in the songwriting phil manzarek correct uh, Roy Manzarek Roy is Manzarek, big in the Roy Manzarek, yeah. yes. His left hand the is the greatest bass player in rock. Yeah. Anyways, uh, never mind. But then you got he the did, one guy who plays shame. a pretty pretty squinky sax a bunch of the time. And then you got, yeah, you got but, Brian Eno for a little while. You got Brian Eno over here doing arpeggios. Tubular bells, tubular bells, tubular bells. The bells are tubular, the bells are tubular. 